0: Welcome to the Estimate Mastery Podcast, where we teach contractors how to not leave money behind in Xactimate and get paid what you're worth. Welcome to episode number 11, where we're going to be talking about the top five mitigation line items that many contractors leave off of their estimates. So it's me, Alina Wilson, here with Josiah Hollibaugh. Want to say hello, Josiah? Hi, everybody. So we're here today because many mitigation contractors, you might be adding the right line item that you think, but then there's actually a further step that you need to take. So I don't want to give too much away. Let's go to line item number one, Josiah. Will you talk about the the drying fans that we're seeing where they can make a little bit extra money on the right line item?
1: Yep. If you go to your mitigation estimate, nine times out of 10, when you submit something to the insurance company, they are going to say, you need to be using, it's WTRDRY. That's the fan that they want you to be using um, when you're doing your dry out, your mitigation, all of that. Now, what I've noted, uh, so I was a co-owner of a mitigation company for five years. I wrote all of the estimates. Um, everything Xactimate related was mine. Right. So what we did is we actually went to a Ramsco, which is one of the big suppliers. It's kind of like SRS only on the mitigation world, right? And carpet cleaning world. And we showed them what they had listed out regarding the fans. And we actually found out that you're supposed to be using WTR DRY plus for your axial fan movers. And what that is, is that's anything that's got a centrifugal movement to, to force air. Um And so we've been talking with them, like I've been talking with them over the last three or four years about, well, why is this, why is this different? How is this different than what they have already, already referred to? And it's $4 a day. So it's not, it's not a ton. This might not be one that you, that you want to sit there and hang your head on, or that might not be the hill to die on, so to speak. But that, i mean all of that adds up especially on a, a large commercial project where you're using 500 fans that's four dollars for f- 500 fans per day um, so that can add up very very quickly it's something that you really need to keep an eye on um, and a lot of a lot of contractors and a lot of uh insurance adjusters haven't had that conversation with the ransco that to have them do that in-depth analysis on which specific material or which specific product they're supposed to be using or what specific line item they're supposed to be using when it comes to the equipment that they're using in their uh, day-to-day mitigation operations.
0: So what, how would they get that paid? They just add a line item note saying, hey, this is the actual fan I use and here's how it's different than yep. the one you're asking me and how it's correct.
1: Okay. Yep. And so what I would do is I actually had a note that, that um, our general or our district manager from RANSCO had given me. And I had shown her both descriptions and she said, this is the, the more accurate description for the type of fan that you're using. So we would list out, this is um, this is the fan model that we're using. This is the small note that Aram's Code giving us. Uh, and we put it all in the F9 note, right on the line item. And nine times out of 10, that was it. And then you take, I mean, of course, photos, right? Like you always snap your pictures of um, of your project and you. you but we always, we had very good documentation, start to finish. So we had very good moisture mapping. Um, we also had very good uh, dry logs and humidity awesome. logs, um, and so we spent a lot of time gathering that information. My partner um, was very really dug into the the like the science side, the physics side of mitigation. Um, so that was all very very important to him because. We, would, we were the first ones that would, could pull equipment because we had placed it in the appropriate areas Correctly. and done it done it like spot on, right? And so it made a big difference. Um, but we also didn't back down when we were owed something either. So Correct. It, it's just yeah. kind of that balance, right?
0: All right. So we want to use the WTRDRY. A, what was it,
1: DRY. Plus. D-R-Y Plus. Plus, Sorry, D-R-Y
0: Plus. And that's going to be substantiated by you taking a photo of the actual fan that you're using and getting some kind of note from your uh, fan supplier that you can save as a note template. So it's something that you don't have to copy and paste every time. It should be right there at your fingertips on the line item note. So that's a beautiful thing. And that's how you get that paid. That's uh, That's awesome. So let's move on to line item number two which is the Category 2, Category 3 issue. I think a lot of contractors uh, just take the Category 1 for granted when they don't really know that, you know, what is it, 72 hours before that Category 1 water turns into Category
1: 3? Yep, all the way through.
0: So yep. you need to be looking at the type of water you're dealing with. Now, you know, sewer, that loss is obvious, you know, it's going to be category three, but you need to be looking in Xactimate. I invite you to type in WTR as the category and then drop down this selector code and type in the, the number three, and you'll see all of those line items that are available to you and you need to be utilizing them. I think that people hit the high points, but they don't know that there's some in-depth uh, demo and removal uh, that is pays so much more than what a category one would that we just need to be watching that. And for some reason I, I get estimates that I've looked over and I've seen them you know flip flop between the two and I'm going, you need to pick a lane buddy. And some of the light items there aren't a category three line item for that. So what I do is maybe add some extra labor uh, for the the care and, and removal of that item like I don't think you'll find a category three cabinet removal. Like some of these line items are just, they just don't have them in Xactimate yet. And that's okay. We can add more labor for the care and time, right? So WTR LAB for taking the time and a category three situation. So that's what we need to look at. If there isn't a line item, how do we get paid what we should, because it's not a normal everyday situation. So that's, it's kind of a duh thing, but I think you'll run into some of these line items that you'll say, oh, there's no category three. And that's how we can combat that. So just keep an eye on that and make sure you're educated on what, you know, which, which type of light item you should be using and then add for extra labor where, where needed.
1: And don't forget that according to the IICRC definitions, right? IICRC is everybody we're familiar with that. That's the governing body that gives us the guidelines on how we do our Uh, water and mold and hazardous material remediation along with, they have applied structural drying. There's all kinds of uh, certifications that you get with them is that once the water has been sitting there, regardless of source for 24 to 48 hours, it moves from a category one to category two. And if it's been sitting there for 24 to 48 hours as a category two, now it's moving from a category two to a category three. And sometimes that's faster depending upon your environment. Like for me in Nebraska in the winter, it may take 48 to, to, you know, 56 hours for it to move from a category one to category two, but you do the same and same thing down in Arizona and during monsoon season you know, and that's moving within 24 hours, it's moving from a category one to a category two. And then it it also will move from a category two to a category three, as soon as it becomes in, or comes into contact with mold or any other uh, microorganisms. So we also need to make sure that we're abiding by what the IICRC is, is outlining what these categories are, and then using the appropriate line items within Xactimate. Um, That's very important because if, if we all give the insurance company an inch on that, or if we all give whoever we're working with an inch on that, then the, the entire industry suffers as a whole. When Quick story, when I was doing my uh, WTR certification, we had a guy from Boise, Idaho was my instructor. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He was great. Um, but he said that that was one of his big points. He's just like, it is vitally important to properly categorize your water loss because if you don't do it correctly then the person that comes after you with that that adjuster with that homeowner with that company is not gonna like is gonna assume that well this is just like the last one well yeah, the the they may be the exact same, but they didn't do it correctly. So now you're having to fight that battle and start over already, right? So it's really important that we do take the time to properly categorize our, our water losses and use the appropriate line items.
0: And what's great is we have those IICRC guidelines to fall back on. We're not making this stuff up. Again, documentation. All you have to do mm-hmm. is just show. Here's the standards of care that I'm adhering to, and this is why I'm adding these line items. And you know, you got your photos, and it's just wrapped up, wrapped up as a nice little package with a bow. At that point, for the adjuster, to just write that check, and that's what mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to help you guys see and, and learn how to best practices to do that. So, uh, so that's your. Line item number two would be your classifying the, the right water category and not leaving any money behind. If there isn't one available for two or three, add some extra labor hours and that should help get you to where you need to be to be profitable. Number three is a fun one for me because I've personally seen this so many times on estimates when I've reviewed contractors uh, work is that they'll you'll add the emergency service as an after hours charge but then forget to add all of the line items below with their after hours charges. And what's really fun about this is it's a simple fix. I would say if you have a macro saved, uh, the list of line items for, you know, your, your w, regular WTR line items for service hours, just take that macro and pretty much add an a at the end of every selector code on that list and your after hours charges are going to come up. So WTR, DRY, a, that's where I flubbed at the beginning of this podcast because mm-hmm. I was thinking after hours. Uh, that's that's what any of those line items that you're you're looking at for their category and selector codes, you just add an A after the selector code and after hours should show up. And again, Just like with your category two or three, there are some line items that don't have after hours charges. I think it might be, it's not baseboard removal, but it's something similar. Maybe it's for crown molding or for trim, but they don't have an after hours charge for that. I think they do for trim, but it's something to do with finished carpentry. And so therefore, what do we do? We're going to add some extra labor hours because we went there and, you know, after the service hours and had to pay our guys extra, or it's an after hours, you know, um, kind of surcharge up over and above to, you know, take care of those line items. So just remember, you don't, nothing is the cost of doing business. It's, if it's not included in the line item and if they don't have a line item for it, we need to be, you know, adding to our estimate for these specific circumstances where it's, you know, an emergency and we need to get in there, you know, at 2 a.m. So that's what I loved. Uh, It seems like it can move the needle pretty fast. Just keep on top of that. If anytime you add the emergency services after hour charge as a line item, then everything underneath it needs to also have that same designation. If it's done during the after hours, if it's not, you came back the next day and cleaned up a few things. Now, those of course don't warrant that charge. So but like I said, so many estimates that I saw with after hours charges never had any other line item on there, or they'd add like three, like the big ones, you know, the fans, the dehues, and maybe um, pulling out the drywall. But then would forget about the trim, the baseboards, and everything else that should have that A after it. And uh, it's it was a pretty pretty well, easy if, fix.
1: And just just for example, just for an example, right? Like so, just your normal technician hour just your normal technician hour on the price list that I have, I think it's Atlanta um, or it might be Omaha. I don't know. Uh, it's $75 an hour for your normal, normal per hour. It's $115 per hour for after hours. Yeah. Right? So and you- not only that is you're going to have to pay your guys that too, like, or your employees that uh, i sorry. I use guys as a universal term, but you're going to have to pay your employees that right. Because they're going out at nine o'clock at night. They're, and they probably have already worked an eight-hour day, so now they're going to get that that extra overtime. So you need to make sure that you're not taking that and you're passing that that cost along to uh, whoever's paying that invoice.
0: Exactly. Yes. Uh, it's important to remember, yeah, they probably already worked an eight-hour day and are on overtime. And, yep, the, those charges are warranted. And so those are pretty easy to get paid. But you got to add them. If it's not on your estimate, they can't pay it right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not, if you don't ask for it, they can't say yes. So we've got to get those charges. And that's, that's an easy one to to move the needle. I love telling people about that one. Uh, The fourth one is going to be your equipment decontamination charge. Uh, Most of the time, again, I'll see all this equipment on a category three estimate, and there's no decontamination. I think even a category one or two could be argued that you need to decontaminate from whatever was in that house, right? Mm -hmm. Pet hair, the dust and everything that you picked up, you know that could be argued. So that's that's you know it's not a ton of money, but over time on every estimate you do have to decontaminate. Then you need to be you know asking for it, and I, I see that that's overlooked a lot on the estimates that I've reviewed.
1: Well, and with our equipment, we were having having it serviced every time. Wow. So like we would we would pull it out and we would have our one of our technicians service it and make sure that it was operating appropriately. You know, because the last thing you want to do is stick it a piece of equipment in there. And have it have a malfunction, start a fire. Like that's all. But if you can go through and you like pay attention, like, oh, yeah, this is this works like it's working appropriately. There's nothing wrong with it. Then we can document that too. We had documentation logs on all of our equipment. Um, And that being that, oh, well, a fire broke out uh, from a piece of our equipment. Well, you got it's your piece of equipment. It was functioning appropriately when we dropped it off. You know what I mean? And so that helps protect you as well. Because you're you're doing that decontamination, you're doing that service every time, um, and that was one of the other things that they had told us when we were do- when we were starting this mitigation company. Is like, yes, you should be inspecting your equipment when it goes back on the trailer, and then when you get back to the shop, it comes off the trailer. You clean it, you look at it again. You put it away now, it's ready to go back out. It goes on the shelf that it can be grabbed and gone. It goes to another loss, or it can go back into the trailer. So yeah, it was like a whole process each time we went in and off. And and that's the thing, is those those are labor hours, those are man hours. Like, and that that's what that fee that you're charging every day. So 25, you know, it was. I think for the longest time it was twenty-five to thirty dollars a day for a fan. That's what you're charging for. Is for it's not for that fan to sit there and run the wear and tear on that fan. Those fans can run for for a really long time. It's the uh, setting the fan up, bringing the fan back in, clean like uh, not cleaning it, but like checking it out, making sure it's run for, properly, and getting it ready to go again. The decontamination charge is abso- absolutely one hundred percent separate. And I'm trying to remember what, how much it is. I was going to look it up real quick because it's not, I mean, it's not uh, something that's minor either. It's $42 a piece.
0: A per piece. So that's your fans, for, your de- used, yep. Ca- uh, cavity drying.
1: Yep. I'll all shorten. the machines. Yep. Yeah. It's $42 a piece um, for that equipment. So, I mean, if you have, go back to my large commercial water loss, you have 500 pieces of equipment. Woo.
0: That's, that's a, a lot of that's money. That's a hefty. That's that's, that's a, a lot, lot you're money. leaving behind. That's yeah. a lot you're leaving behind. And even again, over time, forty two dollars. Maybe you have three or four fans in a small job, but you know how many jobs do you do in a year? If we compound all that, that's uh, that's a lot of money that we were helping you scoop up and and not leave on the table. So that's a for, really good one.
1: And it's for the work you're already doing. Right. You're already cleaning that equipment. Yep. Like just take the chance to get paid for it. Document what you're doing. Make sure that you you take photos of the cleaning, what it looks like before, what it looks like after, and re- you're ready to go.
0: Absolutely. So you do have to do that work. That's the one thing that a lot of contractors I talk to, you know, they're not doing the work of taking the photos. Oh, my gosh, you guys, you've got a photo studio in your back pocket to pull out your phone and take a dang photo. It really <laughs> costs you nothing other than the five seconds to snap that photo. So just want to put that out there. It's, uh, it's vital and it doesn't cost you much except for, you know, a couple seconds of your time. And then you get, you know, hundreds added to your estimate, if not thousands with some of the stuff that we've reviewed over the years. So, all right. So last one that we're going to go over is going to be your general labor hours for things that need to be detached. So it just depends on what you're encountering in the home. So everything that you touch is needing to be detached, such as we're talking towel bars, you know, uh, door handles, hardware, all of that. Most of the things have the light item in Xactimate for that. But if you have something like in a kitchen where the whole kitchen's being ripped out and, you know, we worked hurricane Harvey, we were working on $2.3 million homes. They had these, you know, beautiful kitchens that had eight foot of water in them. So we're pulling everything out. And so, uh, you know, Detaching well—that's not a great example because we actually removed and replaced the uh, garbage disposal in those. But if you were doing something like a, let's say, detach and reset of the garbage disposal, then we would want a plumber perhaps to handle that. That's a specialty system. Okay. We also, on the outside of those those homes, there were some uh, mosquito trap devices that I had never seen. Like, I'm gonna get a you know a mosquito guy to look at that. You know, how much is that going to cost me to have to go research the guy, go get the guy there? You know, there's all these things that we do for free when you can be using general labor hours or something like a bid item to help cover our costs of having to do these extraneous works or call in a specialty service person. So that's where, you know, there's plumbing labor minimums, siding labor minimums. Every category has a labor minimum or perhaps the SDG, LAB or PLM, LAB, whatever what you can warrant for you know that specialty contractor coming out that's something i think people take for granted and then don't add to their estimate or just you know it's it just goes by the wayside so really thinking about those types of things where you need to detach something if there isn't a line item for it it needs to be a general you know just labor and then if it needs to be a specialty trade you need to go looking for that specialty trades labor
1: well, and the you know the thing that I'll jump on too, and we've talked about it, and this is going to be a reoccurring theme over the weeks and and months that you guys listen to us, is it's all a lot of it boils down to documentation and taking the time to properly document what you're doing, and that means whipping out your phone, snapping a picture, even if you don't file it away at that point. I mean, now don't get me wrong, there's plenty of wonderful resources for for organize your photos but that's a whole other topic and trust me that's like two hours of me ranting and raving at you just so you know like i am the photos guy but if you document your stuff it makes like all you got to do even if you you have to search through your phone for a couple minutes to find it like i have twenty seven thousand photos in my iphone right and i can still go find things Like I know about when I took it. I know about when I was someplace and I can go find a picture of my kids if my wife wants one, you know? And it's the same thing. Snap a picture of it because that stuff is what's going to get you, is what's going to get you paid on that. Especially if you're bringing in, as a, a, a mitigation contractor, you're bringing in a plumber or you're bringing in an electrician. You know, if you're if you're having to rework, you know, it's a big deal. You're having to, to make sure that you're not going to bl- pop any circuits when you're plugging in all your equipment, right? So if you have to bring an electrician to assist you in doing that, or if you have to rerun some power, like all of that should be charged for. It. And sometimes there's not a good line item in Xactimate to use, use, but there, there are minimums. There are uh, uh, ELE lab right like bring in an electrician and all you have to remember that when you send out your uh your technician or yourself to meet this uh this contractor you are owed for that too because we love to hear insurance companies say well overhead and profit aren't warranted on water mitigation well that means that you get a charge for everything like every anytime you thing. spend hours every everything you get a charge for it because they are not allowing you to have that overhead and profit at the back end which would facilitate some of that interaction and back and forth. Right. So that's one I, I talk about a bucket. That's a whole nother conversation, too. I, I love talking about how you get your bucket full and that that's all that really matters. Um, and maybe we'll have a, a podcast down the road about how to fill your bucket uh, and what I mean by that. But the important thing is, is that you guys realize as mitigation contractors is that when you go out, you deserve to be paid. That's the whole point, right? That's what you're doing. You don't never work for free. And so that just means that you have to relate it back to the exact, make make sure that you're putting the uh, appropriate line items in there.
0: Absolutely. Yep. And that brought to mind a little bit too of project supervisor hours. Those also, uh, you wouldn't want to just turn your text loose. If there's someone there supervising them, the homeowner doesn't have, you know, you're beholden to the homeowner to hold to a standard of care and a supervisor will make sure that that happens. So supervisory hours also are something that, uh um, Goes into that general category that you need to be looking at. And again, documentation, document that the supervisor was there from 8 30 to 7. 7- 45 at night, whatever, however long it took him. I guess it'd be more of a commercial situation, but you get the idea. Just document exactly when he was there, a picture of the guy holding a clipboard standing in the home. We'll get that. It's just the weirdest things, but he was actually there supervising. Uh, what's happened, you know, over the years is insurance companies are just trying to combat all the fraudulent and the bad contractors out there, which there are. i I you know, I've seen some of the bad stuff over I've the heard years.
1: Some rough ones too,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, it was an adjuster, but you know, they're just trying to stop the fraud. And if at the end of the day, well, they they also are a business. At the end of the day, and they're still trying to make their money. That's that's something we have to keep in mind. But if we can legitimately document what we're doing and show that we did the work, it should be easily paid in ninety percent of the the cases. So just putting that out there, there's quite a bit that uh, we see mitigation guys leave behind. So what do we have here? Well, number one was getting the right uh, fans paid for. That's your DRY plus. Secondly, we've got your category issue. So make sure it is a true category two or three and add a separate line item for extra labor if needed. And then watch those after-hours charges. Make sure everything has an A after it. And again, add, if the it doesn't have a line item or an after-hours charge on whatever you're dealing with. Add that extra labor and just document. Then your decontamination charge should be a pretty much a slam dunk for you. And general labor hours for things that need to be detached or a specialty person or supervisors. There is a supervisor actually, I think, in the WT hour category. I might've shot myself in the foot, but I'm pretty sure there's one there. If not, you can add a general labor supervisor um, uh, item. Again, if you have any questions on what you should be adding as line items or what's included, what's not, what's warranted, what's not, email us at info at estimate And we will get back to you as soon as we can. We love helping our contractors. That's why we're here and why we do what we do. And then of course, follow us on social media. We're out there. On the TikToks and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and YouTube and uh, go check us out over there. And then of course our website, EstimateMastery.com. So thanks for listening and we will see you in the next episode.